Hi. Hello. Welcome. You've reached Babes and Booze. We're the babes. Giving you the booze. Let's do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope you can't hear the dogs barking. Well, if you can, <laughs> welcome to my life. <laughs> um, okay, before we jump into this, yeah. I have to tell you something. <gasps> tell me everything. So I am full on convinced that my classroom mm-hmm. at my work is haunted. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing like a lot of like paperwork filing, like things like that where I'm just like filling out licensing things. And I'll be in my room and we have like this big island sort of thing that I use as a desk. Mm-hmm. And um, I keep it like super chill in there. We have Christmas lights and floor lamps. Like we don't use the lights, like the fl- ugly fluorescent lights because I'm cool like that. And um, so I'm, like, sitting there, and people, like, walk through a lot because it's also connected to, like, the back janitor's room where, like, their office, and they keep all the janitorial things Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. there. So, like, people are walking through a lot. And so, like, a lot of the times I'll be sitting there, and I'm thinking somebody's walking through, and I always make a point to, like, say hi and ask how their day's going because, like, you want the janitors to like you. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I reach high, I keep, I'll be working and thinking somebody's coming through and I look up and no one's there. And a lot of the time they walk behind me. So I like turn around and I'm like looking around because I'm like, someone's definitely behind me. Oh my God. But no one's there. And I keep, and it happens all the time. Like when the kids are there, when I'm by myself, it's more when I'm by myself. And so on Friday, I'm sitting in there and I'm like doing my thing. I'm going to kill those dogs. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'm in there um, doing my thing, and I feel like somebody's, like, walking in the door towards, like, just into the room. And usually they, like, it feels like they're walking towards the janitor's, mm-hmm. like, offices. And so, but, like... I'm like, there's nobody there. Like, it's just a trick of the light or something. Just keep doing your thing. And then there's, like, a back corner where all the kids, like, put all their backpacks and stuff when they come in. And I start hearing, like, a rustling over there. Mm -hmm. And no one's there. Like, I can, like, clear line of sight. No one is there. And there's, like, a table and there's stuff behind the table. And so I'm like, what the heck? And so I go over there. And all of, like, my snack has been knocked off the table. (gasps) And the boxes, like, the rustling that I heard was the box was moved, like, three feet. I would quit. And (laughs) I'm like, hello? Hello? And I I feel like a crazy person because there's definitely, like, like, the janitors are right there. So I go, hello? Nobody responded. I went, hello? Is anybody here? And then I hear one of the janitors come from his office is like, do you need something? And I was like, no, sorry. I thought somebody was in the room. But yeah. Oh my God. I'm living it. I would die. I'm living it. It's like getting, it's starting to get annoying. <laughs> Cause it's like, I'm, I constantly, I'll be like doing something in my, in the groove. And then I think somebody walks in and I'm like, oh, hey. And no one's there. I'm like, okay, now you're just annoying me. Oh, my God. Stop pretending to be a person. (sighs) Well, this week was my first week back to work. Yes, how did that go? It was good. It was good. It was, (laughs) no, it really was. It really was. It really was. I just, like, everyone was excited to see me, which was really nice. So I was, you know, I felt really nice and loved and Mm. wanted. Mm. Um, But there was just, I just, I don't like not knowing what's going on. Absolutely. And I'm like coming into like, I mean, everyone else lived their lives. There were students that graduated. And so I just kind of have to like pick up the pieces of like what happened while I was gone. Mm -hmm. So that, I think when I go back tomorrow, it will be better. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to be all broke. Okay. Sorry about that. We had to take a break. (laughs) If you hear my dog barking the entire time during the first, what is this, like 10 minutes, I apologize. Yes, we are very sorry. There was another dog outside, and he had to speak to him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was nice to be back. Um, I just have to, like, get back into my groove, you know, find mm-hmm, my for sure. find my schedule. So, it was fun, though. 
I'm glad. Yeah. So our cocktail, do you want to tell Ooh. us our cocktail? It's so delicious. They're so fucking good. Okay. Yes. So we made it like a spin on something that we saw online. Well, kind of. We just made it better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they were apple cider mimosas. So it'd be um, half apple cider, half um, champagne. Champagne. Thank you. And then we rimmed the glass with caramel and cinnamon sugar. But then we also added like half of a shot of crown apple to make it better. Super delish. It, they're amazing. I'm almost done with mine and we haven't even started yet. Yeah, if you like fall drinks, it's definitely one for you to choose. Tis the season. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Pumpkin spice and everything nice. That's right, girl. <laughs> Actually, real story though, I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. <gasps> They're delicious. <laughs> and I'm not even just saying that because like I'm a basic white girl, but like if you like pumpkin, if you like pumpkin pie, it's like literally drinking pumpkin pie. See, and that's why I think I've never tried it is because I used to hate pumpkin pie. My heart breaks for like, that. Like for like my whole childhood. <clears throat> and then last year, Joe, um, we went to some of his friend's house, and their mom is, like, the best cook ever. Like, she, like, uh, her, like, she smokes meat and then makes homemade barbecue sauce. And, like, mm. oh, my God, it's so fucking good. And so she made a pumpkin pie, and I'm like, well, everything Michelle makes is fucking amazing. Yeah. So, like, this has to be good. And it was. So now I'm like, maybe I like pumpkin pie. Like, I've just been avoiding it for my whole life. <laughs> Well, you're going to be really sad when you find out that you really like it because I love Missing pumpkin out. pie. Yeah. I love pumpkin pie. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> okay. So my story today uh-huh. is the Eloise Psychiatric Hospital. Oh, we live really close to this. We drive. Well, I actually drive by it quite often. So, so do I. Oh, yeah, because you work in that area. Down that area. Well, I drive by it every time I go and see my best friend, Rachel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, she yeah. lives right there. Okay. Yeah. She lives like a couple miles away. Yeah. So. Please excuse us as we triangulate our location. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a local legend, I guess you would say. So. You yes, would say when you I say. I would say. So it's kind of, it's exciting. I'm really excited. I learned a lot that I didn't know. Oh, really? So, yeah. I mean, not that much. I mean, I knew a lot about it, but I learned a lot more. Nice. So, some background on the area. So, it is a large complex located in Westland, Michigan. Um, it operated from 1839 to the early um, to early 1982. Oh, I didn't know it was open that long. Yeah, it was open for a really long time. Actually, fun fact... Um, one of my supervisors that I used to work with when I mm-hmm. worked um, at the university hospital, mm-hmm. she was born there. What? Yeah, because it was a it was like a normal hospital. Obviously, besides it was also a psychiatric hospital, but it was also oh, a regular know. hospital. She what? was born there. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I know. I didn't know this. Yeah, I'm learning so much already. <laughs> you made it through one bullet. <laughs> So the complex was named after the daughter of the um, president of the governing board, which also happened to be Detroit's postmaster. So that's where Eloise, because its name it was named after his daughter named Eloise. Oh. Okay. Um, it started out as a poorhouse and a farm, um, but it developed into a hospital and an asylum later. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1832, it was called the Wayne County Poorhouse. Um, in 1872, it was the Wayne County Elms House. And in 1886, it was referred to as just the Wayne County House. So it went through a handful of names before it landed on Eloise. Um, In 1913, there were three divisions. There was the Eloise Hospital, which was the Mm -hmm. mental hospital. The Eloise Infirmary, which was the poorhouse. And then the Eloise Sanitarium, which was the TB ward. So there was a TB ward there, too, which is why it was so big and so popular because there wasn't a lot of those in the area. Yeah. So... I'll go on. There's a little more information about the TB ward, but um, in 1840, in, I'm sorry, in 1945, it was named the Wayne County General Hospital Infirmary at Eloise, Michigan. Hmm. So Eloise was, I guess, the city that it was in. Wow. They like named it a city because it was so big. 
Um, The psychiatric division closed in 1977, and in 1979, it was officially called just the Wayne County General Hospital. So from 1979 until the 1982 it was closed, that's what it was called. Um, At its prime, Eloise consisted of 78 buildings spread across 902 acres of land and even had its own zip code. Whoa. It was huge. That is huge. Had its own zip code. Had its own zip code. Um, four out of the eight seventy, four out of the seventy eight buildings still stand today, and the Eloise Cemetery is still there. Right. Um, I think it's like across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, the complex was nearly self sufficient. It had its own police station, fire department, railroad and trolley stations, bakery, amusement hall, laundry, and a powerhouse. Although I don't know what. A, oh, a powerhouse would be like power lines and stuff, yeah. right? Okay. When I was thinking of powerhouse, I was like thinking the of gym. the gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so, fucking crazy. It's, it was, it was huge. like its own town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Insane. I had never known that. Yeah. Because like, there's only, like you said, like four buildings that are still standing. Mm-hmm. Out of 78. Holy crap. And now yeah. the four buildings that still stand are really creepy. They're definitely creepy. One time, okay. One time <clears> I was driving by and I definitely saw like a group of like 10 people in like ninja suits like all (laughs) all black like their faces covered and they were like pouncing and prowling around the building and I was like hmm well interesting and then I just kept driving oh my god I don't know what to do about that so I'm just gonna ignore it oh my god I would die but anyway, that's my little anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, it had all of those things, but it also had many farm buildings, including a dairy herd, dairy barns, a piggery. What? A root cellar and a tobacco curing building. Shut up. <laughs> so it had, oh, like, did the patients work there? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say, but... Um, this is a fun fact. So patients came from Detroit, Detroit and other communities to have x-rays done because it was the first hospital, um, in Michigan to have an x-ray diagnosis machine. Um, and one of its very own employees built the machine. Hmm. Interesting, right? Joe, are you listening? (laughs) Joe, is this thing on? (laughs) Um... So it also housed the first kidney dialysis unit in the state of Michigan and pioneered the field of music therapy. Oh. Fun, right? Very fun. I mean, the way they used it probably wasn't so nice, but they used it on the psychiatric patients. Um, They were the first institution to use the open-air treatments for tuberculosis. So basically, they would just sit a person... In a room with open windows, and they thought that that would cure TB. Oh, right. <laughs> medicine. <laughs> Nature's medicine. <laughs> you know, I had um, an interesting encounter with somebody um, at work <clears throat> who was talking to me about holistic medicine. Oh, geez. Um, and <clears throat> I come from, my mother is a nurse practitioner, so we come from a household of modern medicine. Yeah. And um, so we had some interesting talks about uh, how things can be cured with like... You know, if that's what you believe, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. Right. But when you're in labor and you get that epidural, <laughs> I mean, magical things are happening. So I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, modern medicine is my best friend. Right. Okay. So, um, where was I? The institution. Okay. So, um, Eleanor, uh, Eleanor, <laughs> I was going to say Eleanor, <laughs> um, Eloise pioneered many treatments for the mental, mentally ill, including electroshock <laughs> therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, special. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> we all know that works so well. Um, insulin shock therapy. Also quite healthy. I don't know oh. exactly what that is, but it sounds horrific. Um, shock in it. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, like putting a bunch of insulin in your body and like shocking the body. Maybe. I don't, oh, I'm goodness. not sure. That sounds horrific. Um, television therapy. 
and recreational and obviously the music therapy. I don't know what television therapy is, but sign me up for that. I mean, yeah. I could sit around and binge watch TV all day long. I just need a day of TV. Yeah. That's actually what I did today until you got here. That sounds wonderful. I kind of did that yesterday. You did a day of TV. I kind of did that yesterday. Oh, my God. I got to tell you, after I'm done with my story, I got to tell you about the creepy-ass movie I watched last night. Ooh, I want to hear about it. Holy shit. It fucked me up. Oh, good. Joe's been wanting to watch a really scary movie. Yeah, well, you need to watch it because it was terrifying. Okay, so as the years went on, the institution grew larger and larger, and um, reflections in the increases of population from the Detroit area. From only 35 residents in 1839, the complex grew to about 10,000 residents at its peak during the Great Depression. So residents are people in the ho- like in the hospital? Yeah, like they- patients. Okay, so they don't count like the staff. Mm-mm. And I'm sure there was a shit ton of staff, too. Well, right, because, like, if you look at staff ratios, you have to have, like, four nurses to each person. Yeah, and in the main building, the K-Beard building, which I'll talk about later, they had apartments for the staff, too. So, the, they're, like, literally there were so many people that patients were, like, sleeping in the hallways. Like, Whoa. it was way overpacked. Like, it was crazy. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, and then it started to decrease after the Great Depression, um, and then the farm farm operations ceased in 1958, and some of the large psychiatric buildings were um, vacated in 1973. So um, a lot of it started dwindling down after the Great Depression. Um, the psychiatric division um, started to close in 1977 when um, the state of Michigan took over the psychiatric division, and the general hospital closed in, officially in 1986. So um, they started, Looks sounds like they started to close it down in 1982 and dwindled, and then it was, mm-hmm. like, officially doors closed in, in 1986. <clears throat> but obviously the state of Michigan probably took it over because they weren't being so nice to their patients. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly up. they were very mistreated. As we all know, that's how psychiatric hospitals happen. I mean, not, I, I mean. Extensive history. Yeah, extensive history of not being so nice. Um and at one time, Eloise was once the largest hospital complexes in the country. I mean, it had its so, own zip code. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, at one point it was the biggest. So, um, now we move on to present day. Um, so, today the land that once was Eloise had been developed into strip malls, a golf course, and condominiums surrounding the areas. Oh, yeah. Um, there are only two buildings currently in use. One is the D building or the K Beard building. Um, which is oh, like yeah, the yeah. main, the big one in the front. Yeah. Um, and then at one time, this was an administration building and it was also used for psychiatric admission and apartments for some of the employees, um, like the Catholic chaplain. Mm. Um, the old commissary building is currently being used as a family homeless shelter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the oil, the old fire hall, um, which is the former psychiatric facility um the laundry facility and the powerhouse are still stand um are still standing but they're dilapidated and old and they don't really use yeah. them they're just kind of sitting there the old bakery was lost due to arson in april of 2016 um oh, it's st- yeah it's still standing but it's just burnt to a crisp mm. so jerks <clears throat> yeah the eloise smokestack um was deemed a hazard and demolished in 2006. Aww. Um, apparently that was a that was a big part of its identity, I guess, was the big smokestack. Yeah. Um, this is a fun fact, actually. Um, it was on the market for $1.5 million. Uh, sign me up. Yep. We'll go halfsies. Patreon. That's what's up. <laughs> But, however, we would have lost the bid because the developers purchased a 28-acre property from the county for just a dollar. One dollar. A dollar? One dollar. I would have given them two. I don't understand. Okay. So, so like, how they wanted $1.4 million. They wanted Yeah, they wanted $1.5 million, but they settled for a dollar because... The developers plan to invest $20 million in cre- into the building, creating an affordable senior home and emergency housing for family and families in need. So the developers are taking the building and gutting it and making it a senior, oh. senior living center that's affordable for people to live. So it's really kind of bringing 
right. more money back to Wayne County right. than they would have gotten because From the no one, nobody would have paid $1.5 million. They would have gotten a lot less. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, they did. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. They got a dollar. Yeah, they did. I but in the long money. run, they'll be getting more money. Absolutely. From the people that are going to be living there. So when is that going to start happening? Because I know that right now they're doing the tours. <clears throat> yes. Um, so I have... Am I jumping ahead? Am I ruining everything? You are a little bit, but that's okay. Um, okay, well, ignore me then. Okay, me. okay. Sorry, we'll talk about what's happening now, later on. Okay, so um, tunnels were used to connect the buildings and were used to transport patients between them. There have been persistent rumors that medical waste, jars of human body parts... Paper regarding primitive and experimental procedures and snapshots of former patients were found in these tunnels. Yeah. So, it gets better. The golf course sits on top of these abandoned tunnels in modern day, and the entrance to the tunnels have been since sealed. Um, a cemetery lays across the street filled with unmarked graves for those who could not afford burial or had no family. Isn't that sad? That's super sad. It's sad because... People just dropped off their crazy people, their crazy family, and then just never looked back because they didn't give a shit. Didn't care. They were yeah. dicks. Yeah, dick. So I do have some. Um, you're gonna love this. I got yeah. some. I had to go Ready. deep into the internet to find these, but I have some um, people who have been to Eloise, who have snuck in, and so they're the, Tell me everything. these are their stories. I'm ready. Um, so. People have seen strange things, obviously, things in windows of the top two floors of the building, uh, the K-Beard building, and then things passing by the windows and dim lights flashing. And obviously, there's no one in there. Mm-hmm. So this woman, um, she stayed in the family homeless shelter with her kids. Um, and this is what she has to say about the time that she was there. Okay. So remember, the family shelter is on Eloise property. It's the farm House or the firehouse, I'm sorry. Yeah. So she's staying in one of the buildings. So mm-hmm. this is what she has to say. She said, back in December of 2010 to March 2011, my kids and I stayed at the family shelter located next to Eloise in one of the old buildings. I've seen things in the windows at the top two floors of Eloise, things pass by or dim lights flashing. Also, the shelter, <clears throat> also, the shelter, I had a few things happen to me was one night around 9 p.m. The grown-ups have to do chores. Um, so all the kids go to bed and sleep and can't come out of their rooms uh, while my chore was bleaching the toilets and the stalls in the women's bathroom. One night, I walked into the bathroom, and I saw the door of the first stall was shut, and I said, time to finish up and go into your room so I can start my chore. After I said that, the stall door opened slowly and stopped. No one came out. So I walked over, opened it all the way, and no one was in there. <laughs> I was completely alone. I left the bathroom so fast and didn't go back until the other two girls who didn't who did clean the bathroom came in with me. I would tell the maintenance men these things and what other families told me about kids about hearing kids running and laughing at two and three a.m. in the morning. The maintenance, yeah, I know, right? Especially little kids laughing that freaks me out. So it makes me feel like they're like, a, like more harmless. But then again, haven't they heard that like demons hide in children's clothes? Yes, because they're so um, vulnerable. Okay, kill me. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> um, the maintenance guys said they believed it was because they had things happen to them while they're in the basement, like the radio turning on and off by itself mm-hmm. and knocking. And knocking on the delivery door, when they open it, there's nothing there. That's a hard nope for me. No, thank you. Hard nope. Okay. My friend's daughter, who was around maybe four years old or so, used to talk to a lady in her window at night. <gasps> um, excuse me, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> okay. But, nope. When, when we asked what she looked like, she says she's a nurse in all white. Creepy, but cool to experience these things. Mm, I don't know if cool is the word. I would call um, it. yeah. Creepy, but cool. Creepy, but creepy. Creepy, but also creepy. That's yeah. a big nope for me. <laughs> okay, so that was her experience. Um, yeah. Creepy. 
Yeah, no, thank you. It's just so funny, though, because, like, when you, like, think about it, because I've never had an experience. I've never had a ghostly experience. I mm-hmm. guess I would probably think differently. But I'm just kind of like, I would never put myself in a situation like that. But I guess you don't really know, right? Like, you just don't know. I just don't know. Just I wouldn't, way. I guess, and I, this is a huge lie, but I, like, to, in my mind, I'd be like, I would never, like, knowingly walk into a haunted house. But, like, I would. You would. I totally would. You're going to. I will. Absolutely. So. Okay, so the next person... Um, this is what they had to say. Um, I went to the last few buildings left standing, an administrative building, I believe. We basically wandered around on the property in the middle of the night. Um, it was just, it just had a very eerie vibe. Um, we heard crying, but couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from. We tried to find the graveyard, but we got lost. Not much left standing, but very amazing to see in person. So he didn't, this person didn't really have like a huge, like, creepy thing happened to them but the Mm -hmm. crying thing i think would freak me out absolutely yeah also it sounds like they went would be almost i can't tell what would be worse crying or laughing oh i don't know i just got chills thinking about both Uh (laughs) um so this is a good one this is a good one this is a good um so this person explored eloise in the 80s back when it was kind of still open or right before it shut down. So. I need to take a drink. Yeah, girl, mine's gone. (laughs) Okay. So I explored Eloise in the 80s and it was one of the creepiest places I I had ever explored. On one occasion, I was... Touched on my back, and I also heard a low, inaudible voice numerous times. Nope. The tunnels, I must warn you, are dangerous. Rumor had it at the time that when the asylum was shut down, several patients proceeded to live in the tunnels rather than being put on the streets. I can't say what I experienced were patients, but I came across unstable people while in the tunnels. One stands out to me um, to this day, I heard very faint laughs one time while in the tunnels. My flashlight went dark and what seemed to be like hours, but in reality were only seconds. When it came back on, I could make out a shape just outside the reach of the light. The closer I got, the shape would still just be there, <clears throat> just be out of the light's reach. I started to feel as though I was being led further into the labyrinth of tunnels, so I decided to turn around. The faint laughs returned as I was retreating, and upon turning around with that feeling, somebody was following me. There was indeed somebody there. This man was laughing in a low tone and had a madness in his eyes. (laughs) He never rushed towards me, just stayed just stayed about 15 feet behind me until I reached the place where I entered. When I turned around to get one last look, he was gone. No, no. Was he a patient? Maybe just homeless? I don't know to this day, but it will never forget. I'll never forget the man in the tunnel. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is literally my fucking nightmare. Honestly. And he didn't, like, rush or anything. He just, like... I mean, obvi- like, obviously being rushed by that would be terrifying. But, like, the fact that he was just, like, looming. Honestly, oh I wouldn't oh have turned back the second time. Uh-uh. I would have just kept running until I got I to the car. fucking ran. Every man for themselves. I would be running so fast. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I'd be less scared if I was, like, with somebody. But, like. I would be less scared if I was with somebody, like, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> Joe's a little taller. <laughs> well, I don't... You you remember, like, when we were in... Um, after the Ed Sheeran concert, that guy... Like, oh, yeah. He, like, freaked me the fuck out. We were waiting for our ride. We were <clears> at a <throat> bar, and there was, like, a window. Um, like, we were sitting at, like, a... A bar that was, like, on the window. Yeah, like, it was connected. Yeah, there was, like, a high-top table that was facing the window that was connected to the window so you could like look out onto the street yeah and we were in Detroit so it's like a busy city there's a lot going on so you could just like people watch and so I'm sitting there and I'm texting and I feel like someone's watching me and I look up and there's this guy like literally inches from the glass just staring just look at his head cocked 
staring straight at me. And I literally got out of my seat, was like, no, 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 no. And fucking Jordan just sat there because she didn't even see him. I literally missed it. I was, I must have, I think I was talking on the phone. I think so too. I was talking to James on the phone. I completely missed it. And then I saw him though when we were walking to the car because he was, he was right next to some guy's window while he was waiting to get out of the parking structure, just staring at him. Yeah. He was like inches from somebody's like driver's side window as the car was like trying to pull out of a parking structure. And I like, I have never been so uncomfortable in my life. I felt so violated. He was, even though he, there was like a window between us, he was just like so close to me because yeah. the bar was like not, like the table we were at wasn't really like Yeah, like if the window wasn't there, he definitely would have been like. Like a foot from my face. Violating your purple circle. Yeah. <laughs> purple circle. <laughs> yeah, and I was like just so <clears throat> creeped out by him and I got up and I literally stood behind the security guard <laughs> that was inside because I was just like this, I need like somebody between me and this yeah. person because I am so uncomfortable right now. Yeah, totally. Ooh. Oh my god, so creepy. Ooh, ooh. I'm just do it. Okay, so next chica. Um, this girl's name is Emily. Um, this is what she had to say. I went to the grounds with my friend Ryan. Um, before we even parked in the parking lot, both of us had gotten major headaches as if the pressure changed outside. We walked by the main building first, and I noticed some strange things about the building, like the new flowers placed in each window. That's weird. Um, Ryan noticed a strange apparition in one of the windows that didn't have curtains. So we walked around the grounds a little more. And there was a shipping slash receiving building that lays now in ruins, which I didn't feel anything off of. Except when we went through a tunnel, there was a huge gust of wind, a few whispers, and the rocks behind us moved as if someone was following us. Good Yeah. Also, there was a block that kept moving as if someone was standing on it, but that was probably just because that was just probably because it was being old and not level. Keep telling yourself that, girlfriend. Yeah, no, someone was probably standing on it and staring right at you. But since they're ghosts, you didn't see them. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, okay, don't let. She's got more to say. Oh, she's got a lot to say. Emily's got a lot to say. Okay. So, um, then we made our way to the old bakery, which was super creepy. And when I touched the building, I noticed a weird scent of burning wood. Very ashy. <laughs> I found out later that the building itself had caught on fire randomly not too long ago. It wasn't caught on fire randomly. It was arson. Emily. Um, back straight, Emily. Yes, Emily. You must know it was arson. Somebody purposely bur- built it down. Burned it. Built it down. Yeah. Burned it down. Um, I also felt someone grab my hand and poke me several times while walking by this building. Hell to the no. (laughs) That is. He wanted to hold your hand. Oh my God, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Um, The last building we came to was the firehouse. Now, this building I saved for last for a reason. Oh, good. Thank you. This was the house. Um, from my dream I kept having. Once I turned and faced this building, everything about it, the fence, the trees, the sign, the benches, etc., was the exact same as the dream I had. My dream had people in it just standing around talking and folding laundry, though. I don't know if it means anything because it was a firehouse, so if anyone has any answers, fill me in. Once I faced this building, I had a weird chill down my back. That's when Ryan and I decided we should leave and check out the cemetery. Once we left Eloise, we noticed Ryan had a bruise from what looked like a handprint on his arm. We never made it to the cemetery because of the bugs, but once we parked and tried to get through the tall grass, a man stopped us and asked us, asked me if I was Claire. I was confused and answered no. Anywho, hope that helped. It wasn't incredibly scary or anything. Wasn't incredibly scary? A stranger? Okay, but wait, didn't you tell me that like people meet at cemeteries to have sex? Um, I did not tell you that, but that sounds interesting. Didn't you tell me that, like, t- people go to cemeteries to have sex? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not tell you that. Like this is something that you told me. <laughs> it would be something that I would know because I'm, I know weird <laughs> facts, but <laughs> I've never heard of that before. 
Honestly, is that disrespectful to <laughs> dead people? Right. That's I what feel I feel like. If someone was having sex on my grave, I'd be fucking pissed. pissed. <laughs> haunt your ass. Right. I would be pissed. Literally. You haunt your ass. I know. <laughs> All right, so Katie, I saved this one for last. Um, I apologize in advance, but Katie's got kind of poor grammar, and I wasn't able to fix it all. So if something sounds weird, I'm sorry. Katie, be better. And she spells it K-A-T-Y. Caddy? Caddy. Caddy Heron? Caddy Heron. <laughs> um, so this place is very haunted. My brother, fiance, and I went on a whim, not knowing anything about it other than it was an old asylum. We couldn't get in but explored the grounds. It was ominous and very heavy feeling. My brother and I are both psychic. I didn't do my homework, and I truly regret it. I would have never gone. Um, we ran EVP. It was saying all sorts of demented stuff, demented stuff and violent, too. We literally heard disembodied voices of men and women and children. When we peeked through the doors in the back by the plastic tent, literally something hit the floor so hard it shook. My brother almost jumped down in fright. We all got pinched, poked, and touched. Where, where, where the old bakery was, we heard what sounded like bricks being thrown. We saw the fan spin, but it wasn't windy. We checked. Nope. When we peeked through the front windows up the marble stairs, my fiancé had said a person had saw a person like thing blow in his eye. Oh, he had a person like thing blow in his eyes. Okay. This girl's grammar is a little <laughs> rough. Um, he was white as a sheet. By the golf course, the EVB told us we would be cursed. Very hateful. Yes, that is very hateful. Don't just curse people. <laughs> then on the way home, not kidding, I felt like my ankle had gotten shocked so hard I screamed. I thought my car had electrocuted me. My ankle kept hurting. When we finally got home, I looked at it, and it was welted and bruised. I got home and started to read, Oh, my fucking God, I'm so freaked out. Is that how it ends? No. Oh no, there's more. <laughs> the first place to do electroshock and, and lobotomies, patients starved with nude pics. 10,000 patients and 2,000 staff. Horrific stuff. So many deaths from open to close. Yeah, this place is dark and very haunted, as a matter of fact. I will never go back. Shit. I feel like if you're a medium of some sort, like... I mean, you probably that feel that... St- I mean, she said that she's psychic, so... I mean, she probably feels that stuff harder than anyone else would. Right, because there was literally so many deaths mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Holy Shit's crap. fucked. Shit's um, I have a, actually, I have a kind of related story, but not really. So my dad grew up in Traverse City, mm-hmm. which is kind of up north. Well, it is up north. Right. Um, so he broke into the Traverse City um, Psychiatric Hospital, mm-hmm. which is actually said to be one of the most haunted buildings in Michigan. Oh, really? He broke into it a few times and almost got caught by the police, but he said that shit was freaky. I can imagine. Yeah. my And, well, the funny thing is, is my dad, I don't want to say he's a baby, but he doesn't like scary shit. Like, yeah. he doesn't watch horror movies. He doesn't, no. Like, he's not into that stuff. So, mm-hmm. for him to say it's scary, I don't know if I believe him. But, <laughs> I do believe him because I believe it. But, yeah, fun fact. My dad, he was a hellraiser back in the day. Sorry. <laughs> I had to yawn. Um, well, we have... Um, <clears throat> Also pretty close to the Eloise is the Northville Psychiatric Hospital, mm-hmm. which um, I have many friends that have broken into and uh, been arrested. Oh, my God. I think, honestly, it wouldn't be, for me, it wouldn't be the fact about breaking into a haunted building. I think it would be the thought of getting arrested. That scares me. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That movie we watched. I have to tell you. Oh, tell me about the movie. So it's called Creep. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's a found film, so it's like the camera, like the person. Oh god, I yes, and I normally don't like those kinds of movies for the simple fact that they make me nauseous. Mm -hmm. But my boss told me she was like, "You have to watch this movie. It's so creepy. It's right up your alley. You're gonna Mm -hmm. love it." I kid you not. I was scared to go to bed last night. Really? That's how scary it was. And it wasn't like it wasn't like gory. It wasn't like 
demonic. It was just like real life shit that could actually fucking happen to you. And I think that's what scares you the most. Yeah. Like it was what I always creepy as fuck. Like after I watch like Saw or like anything like like demonic or like mm-hmm. not saying that demons aren't real, but like the likelihood of that happening to yeah. me is like just so slim. Or anything with like monsters or anything like that. Like I'm just like it's not real. Like it's, I can just tell yeah. myself it's not real, and then right. I'm not scared. <clears throat> no. So basically, the premise of this movie is that this guy who's a film, <clears throat> like he does, he like does. Like, he's, like, a film artist or whatever sure, you call sure. them. Um, he answers a job. Um, like, he's, like, he's this person is paying $1,000 a day to, like, film this thing that he wants filmed. And this dude was, like, fuck, yeah, $1,000. I'll take it. Why yeah. not? I mean, you work for a week. That's seven grand. Right. So he goes up. So he meets this guy at his family cottage in the middle of the mountains. Clue number one, dude. Clue number one. So he meets this guy, and this guy is kind of weird. Like, so basically, he is dying, mm-hmm. and his wife is pregnant. So he's not gonna be able to meet the child because he's he has a brain tumor and he's got like two to three months to live. So basically, what he's what he wants filmed is like a day in the life of his of him, so that his son can see it when he's older, so he can know his oh. dad, which is really sweet. Yeah. But shit goes, it just. Turns like sharp left. You don't know what the fuck is happening. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So you have to watch it. It kind of makes me think of the movie. Um, it used to be a Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. The Taking of Deborah Logan. I think I watched that. Um, we watched that together. No, I watched it with Brian in our apartment. I watched it with you. Did you? Yeah, I, I was there. Oh, okay. So like when it's like this old woman, she starts having these this documentary team comes in and is, like, filming this old woman because she has early-onset Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And so um, they're, like, documenting, like, basically her decline. Yeah. And, like, these, like, documenting her symptoms and things like that so they can use it for educational purposes. Um, But in reality, like, something else is happening, and, like, that's why she's, like, having, like, these weird symptoms. Yeah. It's not... Like, the disease. So, that movie is fucking creepy, too. Because haunted old people are really creepy. Creepy AF. Creepy AF. Um, okay. Well, now that we had that nice little breaky-poo. Yeah. Um, we're going to jump into Robert the Dog. <gasps> Woo! So, there may be some questions. They will all be answered. Promise. Just chill. Just listen. Close to her face. Okay. So this story um, follows the Otto family. And um, they live in Key West, Florida um, in the early 1800s. So um, the Otto family um, is known for being the stern family um, that's high up in the community. And they're very stern on their servants. And there is, like, this one Haitian servant whose job it is to take care of their son, Robert. And um, she, Miss Otto, finds her practicing black magic and fires her. And is like, you can't be here. Um, And before she leaves, she gives Robert a gift of a doll. Um, And she gives him a doll. He stands three feet tall. He has black button eyes and human hair, thought to be Robert's from, like, a haircut, um, on his head. And is stuffed with straw. And while this is really fucking creepy, and if you look at pictures of Robert, he's um, not your traditional looking doll. Um, this, and especially the fact that he's so big, this is apparently not unheard of for the time that um, children would have these like life-size dolls, and they would take them everywhere with them. So they would, like, go to dinner, they would tuck them into bed, they would put them in their own clothes. Like American Girl. Yeah, like American (laughs) Girl dolls. Um, So not totally weird for the time. So Robert loved the doll, um, and he named it after himself, and like I said, he took it everywhere with him. He, um, you know, took it to eat, took it to church, took it to school. He would would have his mom tuck it into bed with him, like a real boy. Um, And... 
he was often heard in his room arguing with another, like, a distinct second voice. So, there, it was, like, a deeper voice. Um, and his mom often attributed it to him just, like, throwing his voice to be, the, like, the doll. But then it started to get, like, kind of weird because Robert decided he wanted, he didn't want to go by Robert anymore. Um, he wanted to go by his middle name, Gene, because Robert was the doll's name. And the doll didn't want to share a name with him anymore. Um, so that was kind of strange. And then he would, like, they would come home and find Robert's, um, not just Robert's toys, but, like, things thrown across the room. His clothes, like, pulled out of drawers. Um, things not where they left them. And one of the most alarming things was they would find, um... Uh, Robert's, like, other stuffed animals and toys, like, torn apart and, like, destroyed. Oh, my God. Like, he was, like, jealous of them. So, once things got really bad, um, oh, and another thing, which I thought was just so sad, um, was once, uh, one time Robert's mom walked into his room and found him cowering in a corner, um, while Robert sat on the bed staring at him. (gasps) sad though that's terrifying um, and so at this point robert's mom took the doll <clears throat> packed it up in a box and put it up in the attic so that's where robert resided for many years um until gene so he's now gene he's not robert anymore until gene's father um passed away and willed him his childhood home so um when he and his wife moved into the house, uh, they, like, you know, what you do when you get a house will to you, you usually go through all the stuff and mm-hmm. take out, you know, his father's things and things like that. And he finds the box with Robert the doll in it. Um, and his relationship with the doll um, is, they have, like, a reconnection. And so he starts... Um, doing the things that he did when he was a boy. He would tuck the doll into bed. <gasps> he would take it places with him. No. He would seatbelt it into the car sort of things. Um, and eventually his relationship with the doll drove his wife to insanity. And then she um, died shortly after of an unknown cause. So, um, and then he followed after. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so... <coughs> Um, he stayed in the house when um, a new owner moved in, um, and Robert supposedly attacked people, locked them in the attic, um, so they couldn't get out like he was. Um, people passed by claiming to hear evil laughter coming from the turret room, which is where he was kept. Um, for some time, Robert remained in the empty house until the new family purchased it and restored it. Um, and once again, the doll was moved back up to the attic, and it pleased him as much as the last time, which was not at all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the doll was often found throughout the house, um, not where, not where the people had left him. Um, and one night, Robert was found at the foot of the owner's bed, giggling with a kitchen knife (gasps) in its lap. No. Um... This was enough to send them fleeing from the home. Robert was later moved to the, I'm going to butcher this, East Martello Museum in Key West, where he sits perched in a glass box. Um, Despite his new living quarters, the doll is believed to not have given up his menacing ways. Visitors and employees claim to see the doll move. They see him smile, and they can also see his smile turn into a scowl. Um, one employee cleaned Robert, turned off the lights and left for the night. The next day, uh, he returned to find the lights on Robert in a different position and a fresh layer of dust on his shoes. And he sits in a glass box. That's so rude. He was nice enough to clean you and you got to do that. (laughs) Um, some say he'll even curse you. If you want to take a picture of him, you must ask politely He'll, t- he'll tilt. He'll tilt his head. He'll tilt his head in permission. However, if he doesn't, you um, and you take the picture anyways. He'll curse. A curse will befall upon you and anyone who accompanied you to the museum. And the same will happen if you make fun of him or are disrespectful. 
Um, to this day, Robert remains in the East Mar Maritello Museum in his sailor suit, clutching a stuffed lion, continuing his menacing ways. Um, and then there was a... Um, so there's a lot of spin-offs off of Robert the Doll. Um, and I found this one um, that was created. Um, and it says... One day, I visited a museum near my home for the first time. It was strange once I took a picture um, of a doll named Robert. <clears throat> and la, la, la. This is the story of how he haunted me from two days ago until now. So, I arrived at the museum with my friends <clears throat> uh, that they had... Sorry, rewind. I had arrived at a museum that my friends had told me about. When I got there, I saw lots of neat stuff, and I found this great doll. Like all the other things, I took out my camera to take a picture. While I was focusing the camera, someone yelled, Stop! Don't take a picture yet! But I had already snapped the picture. The person who yelled at me was a young woman um, in her 20s, and she asked, Did you ask permission to take the photo? And I said, No, why? It's a doll. And she said, You have now been cursed by Robert. And I said, what do you mean? And she did not answer. She just walked away. I was going to take another picture of Robert until my camera's battery was going down very quickly, like negative 5% every second. It was weird, and my phone, my camera quickly died, and so I went home. I was in bed trying to sleep. I closed my eyes, and I heard a noise downstairs. Thud, thud, thud like heavy footsteps. I went down. When I got to the third step, it stopped. I quickly got down and went to the garage to get my gun. When <clears throat> Then I went to the living room and I saw something sitting in the chair. It was Robert. I freaked out, dropped the gun. I locked Robert in the garage and went back to my bedroom and slept. When I woke, woke up in my chair again, Robert. I got so freaked out, I threw him out the window. It was a dumb move. I pretended I didn't do it and just went to work. In the car, I looked in my rear mirror and in the back seat, Robert. Oh, my God. I turned crazy and went to the, <clears throat> went to the museum to return him. I was late for work, but I didn't care. When I got home again in the chair, Robert. I was planning to burn it, but I couldn't... <clears throat> <clears throat> but I couldn't feel like doing it. It was museum property, so I had to deal with him every day. Right now I'm planning to move, but I'm sure Robert will follow me. Everywhere, every day. One day, I'm sure he will get aggressive and injure me. The end? Question mark? Mm. So. There is some confusion. Because I was confused too. As in... I was always told that the story of Robert the Doll was, in fact, a true story. Um, and while it is partly true, um, there have been some uh, mm. exaggerations and some additions to the story. So, um, the history of Robert is mostly unknown, but what we do know is that he is believed to be actually haunted. Um, has, he is believed to have caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a bunch of other misfortunate things. Um, Robert the Doll is 111 years old, and he does live in the Fort East Maritello Museum in Key West. Um, so that much is true. He was owned by Robert Eugene Otto. Um, <clears throat> and after doing some digging, um, I found some interesting things about him in the museum and what they know about him. So the museum traced Robert's origins back to the Stife um, Company, which is the toy maker that first manufactured the teddy bear in honor of uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. Um, Robert was most likely never intended to be sold as a toy. Um, Steve has... A thief historian told the museum that Robert was probably part of a set fabricated for a window um, display of clowns or jesters. Um, he, and this is actually pretty fun, he gets um, mail every day. People send him mail to the museum. But they aren't like fan letters. They're often apologies. Many visitors attribute 
post-visit misfortunes to failing to respect Robert or even openly disrespecting him, saying that he's, like, not cute or, you know, being rude to him and making fun of him. So, um, and they often write begging for forgiveness. Uh, others ask him for advice or to hex those who have wronged them. <laughs> um, he receives about a thousand letters a year. And they wow. keep all of them in a catalog. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. um, he's, Robert the Doll is real, but the um, story of a Haitian servant hexing him and giving him to the family uh, is not real. Um, but they definitely do attribute that he is haunted. So this was like a, a mixed story. So funny story. Tell me about it. I have a movie that I bought at Walmart in like the $5 bin about Robert the Did doll. you buy Robert? Yeah. I saw when I was doing my research for this, he kept popping up. That mm-hmm. movie kept popping up. Yeah. So watch the movie. It's kind of like, for me, it's like a twist on Pinocchio. Oh, really? Like this old man actually in Germany during World War II oh. makes oh. the doll. Mm-hmm. And um, they he uses like this book that the Nazis are after Mm -hmm. um, to bring him to life. Oh. So the Nazis come, take the book, take the doll, and then Robert just goes ham and kills all of his fucking Nazis. Nice. (laughs) I like it. So I have the movie in case you want to see it. Also, Eloise Mm -hmm. movie. Oh, that has a movie too? Yes. Watch it. It's awesome. Is it really creepy? It is, actually. And they do a really nice job of... It's in a lot of movies I've heard they've like filmed on the property. Yeah. So this movie actually is about Eloise. Oh, okay. Um it has Chase Crawford in it. Oh. Yeah. So of course I'm partial. Of course I love the movie because he's in it. But mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know who Chase Crawford is, he's Nate Archibald from Gossip Girl. <laughs> um sorry I'm a diehard fan. Can't help myself. Can't stop one stop. Exactly. Um, so it's a really fantastic movie if anyone is interested in seeing that. It's great. Perfect. Yeah. So. So. Oh. Um. I watched, um, for the first time ever, I thought you may get a kick of this, we watched Jeepers Creepers. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Have you never seen it before? I had seen the third There's one. There's, like, literally 20 of them. The third one is ridiculous, and that's the only one I'd seen, and yeah. like, we just laughed the whole time. The original is the best. But I Naturally. had to laugh because, um, so, two weeks ago, um, we watched that movie, Tusk. Oh, yeah. If anybody hasn't seen that movie, and you feel like scarring yourself, <laughs> and never being able to look at Justin Long ever again... Watch it. But it was funny because we watched Tusk, and I personally did not like it at all. Joe kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not like it at all. It made me super sad, and I just I hated it. So then he was like, oh, I want to watch, like, a scary movie. Um, and I was like, I don't want something too scary, so make it, like, a stupid scary movie. So he picked Jeepers Creepers, and it started, and it opens up on Justin Long. And I was like, God damn it, this guy again. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah, that's a it's a pretty good movie. It's pretty good. It's kind of funny though. Like Justin yeah. Long is really ridiculous. Other movie, the creep movie. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. And BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural, which is just, I love those guys. They're so funny. They're hilarious. I love how they talk. Yeah. I just, they're hilarious. They crack me up, so we watched some of that, too. Yesterday was a nice, easy breezy day. TV therapy? Yep, exactly. (laughs) You need it. Yeah. Okay, well, social media, tell us where they can find us. Right, right. Um... They can find us at Babes and Booze Pod on mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And then you can email your true crime, or not true crime, 
<laughs> your true paranormal stories. And if there's any um, creepypastas or stories that you want us to look into and do some research on, um, you can email us at babesandboozepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And then if you would like to give us some money, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. We got some fun stuff for you if you donate, and so you should do that. And we will catch y'all next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.